Salty Coffee. Salty Coffee is here to empower, inspire, entertain, and inform. Our topics include parenting, relationship, finances, education, workforce, and many more, including music. I'm 51 years old, born in Brooklyn, raised in Washington Heights, and now living in the Boogie Down Bronx. You will enjoy a few minutes of peace and joy. So tonight, 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 I have a couple announcements, but we're going to talk about those announcements later. And you're going to meet a person who is, I just met recently. Oh, well, I guess you guys want to see my fro, right? My fro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a minute. You know me. Hi. How's everyone doing? Who's here? Who's here? <laughs> that DJ girl is here. She's here, everyone. But let me tell you something. I met that girl, Curly, a DJ, female DJ. I met her in person in South Carolina. And I was going to interview all of the all queens on deck. Um, but things happened very quickly, very fast. And we weren't able to do that. But they all said yes to Salty Coffee. And we will be doing in interviews individually. Hi, Chrome. Chrome is in the house on Twitch. Welcome all the Twitch followers. Welcome all of the YouTube followers. Welcome all of the Facebook followers. If you are here, please leave a comment below so that uh, 
that girl curly will know that you're here to support her and let me tell you this woman is amazing and salty coffee we did something different this time around um something that you've never seen before something that um you're going to enjoy so if you have little kids in the room put them away if you you know have to change the diapers or clean the house just hurry up and do it because it's going to be a, a quite uh interesting and long story but one thing that i do want to say in the event of learning about this female dj dj that girl curly she inspired me on doing something different this time around and and i took her advice she doesn't even know she did it but she did it and i took it and i flew with it and i'm excited about it because you're going to learn um you know how they say deep house music this is going to be a deep salty coffee episode right so let me let me put her up let me put her up on the screen hey hey Hi. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're funny. So, how are you today, Curly? Don't be nervous. <laughs> this is your family and friends that are here with you, and it's just me. And we talked. So, so what we did was, I met with her at her place where she plays, where she grew up, because I wanted to get a sense of the area. I wanted to get a sense of, you know, how. Lower East Side, New York, right? Her mom migrated to the United States in the 50s, in 19, um, 1951, around there, um, to the Lower East Side. So could you imagine Boricua, you know, raised in Lower East Side, the melting pot of New York City? Like literally the melting pot. So one of the conversations that we had, do you want to say anything before I start? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. You know, she, I didn't realize how shy she was. I, I'm shy, but she's double shy. So, and that's fine. But you're going to get to know the true story of that girl, Curly. I, I hope that she, I do her well. And I hope that, you know, she enjoys it. And um, respectfully, um, we wanted to take one minute so that we can um, dedicate this episode to those DJs that have, you know, left us here to deal with DJ uh, Curly. <laughs> so let's take a moment of silence. Wow, that was a minute. Um, 
probably not a minute, but it was close to a minute. So when I spoke, so in this interview, um, we have seven segments, seven videos, and then we have the shout outs from all of her friends and family. I just want to apologize in advance that you're going to hear planes, you're going to hear raps, but try to um, listen to the words that are coming out of Curly's mouth because she is full of knowledge, experience, and I, I learned so much from her um, because I grew up in Washington Heights and my underground music was totally different, you know, than, than her life as a dancer first and foremost. Um, so here's a little bit about where she was during that time um, and how she expresses um, the beauty of her being raised by her Puerto Rican mom and her brother in the Lower East Side. Upbringing in the Lower East Side and how you saw the dynamics of your friendships, your friends, and uh, you mentioned yeah, Not you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, one, not many people really ask you how far can you go that justifies who I am today. So, and when it comes to my mom and my brother Raymond, they were definitely the influences in my life. My mom, growing up, I always saw her happy, pleasant. Always wanted to listen to Spanish music, socializing with her friends, to the point where my mom brought me into some of the after hours in her life when she was younger, or when I was younger. And I can remember, you know, clear as day, the music and the people, right. you know? Um, as for me growing up with friends, that's a different story uh, because I was more of a loner child opposed to being like the next average family that has brothers and sisters and you know they were doing so much together it wasn't really like that everybody everybody was really more entertained by what they had to do with themselves and you know it is what it is today so you heard it straight from the source it is what it is today so do you want to add anything more on that or, you know, uh, how, no, she's so nervous. <laughs> You'll be fine. Uh, no, I'm actually, I mean, I pretty much said, I pretty much narrowed it down. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's so much to, but I pretty much narrowed it down to yeah. where I'm at today, why I'm here today. But yeah. So she was surprised when I asked her, you know, you know, let's go deep. Like, how did you grow up here? Were you born here? And she's like, well, you know, wait a minute now. <laughs> Nobody's ever asked me to go that far. <laughs> so I appreciate that she was open enough to take it that far because I just wanted to know. I think, I think I'm, something is on your, you have me on speaker. It's just echoing. Something's echoing. I don't have anything, but let me just make sure that this is I don't know. good. Hold on. Yeah. Let me so, just make sure. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. I just hear myself echoing somewhere. 
<laughs> okay, I'm gonna, yeah, while you're doing that, just okay. let me make sure I'm. So I also wanted to um, get the, the source of the transitioning. Like, how did she become a dancer and, and what was that all about and who influenced her? And here's a little clip about her mentioning the nightclubs and clubs and the underground, you know, the whole definition of what underground meant for the Lower East Side. Um, and I might have been 12, 13 years old. Wow. Yeah, I was very Already. young. Very young. And um, that's when the streets and music was more my life, opposed to living. So were you one of those dancers back in the I was one of those street dancers. 80s, 70s? Yeah, I'm definitely a... So you 70s. definitely started as a dancer. Oh, I'm a dancer before DJ. Everybody knows that. I, 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 that's my living quote and my dying quote. Dancing, if I can dance, I would be dancing, but I can't, you know? So I took another round. But as a dancer, that's where, you know, the garage and the loft and... All these clubs, paradise. I mean, uh, name them all, cause oh man, we're gonna we're gonna do history well, right now. <laughs> well, okay, let's see. We have Paradise Garage, we have the Loft, and those are general because those are those are where the molding, a lot of the molding started. But you have Lazarus, you have the ones, you have Gotham West, you have Bonds International, Latin Quarters, the Pyramid, the. Uh, you had a, uh, oh man, we can, ozone layer. Um, this is before, this is like this is, 80s. This is 80s. 80s. We're talking about 80s. Heavy uh, 80s. Yeah, we're talking about 667. These are lounges that I'm getting into. I mean, I've been, there's so many. I. And before, before those, you know, legitimate official clubs, they, you had a lot of underground too, right? So you would go to underground part, or was, or well, was that you know more what? of a They called thing? it underground because you only had a limited. Uh, there was a limited amount of people that knew, or, okay, if, right. or if it was more of a word of mouth. Because like at then, but we didn't have internet, uh, internet, and we didn't have social media. I mean, we had beepers, but. Even with that, it was still more of a word of mouth or wherever we wind up at, we would exchange information about what's happening next or what's going to happen. But yeah, it was definitely word of mouth. It was definitely word of mouth. (laughs) And that's the definition of underground. So do you recall the ones that Chrome mentioned? 1018, Fun House. Broadway 96. Oh my God, Chrome, you were out there, huh? (laughs) Oh, she's out. (laughs) So one of the things that um, I was interested in was to make sure that she described the nightclubs and the dancing, you know, and how... You know, she said she started at 12 dancing in the streets. And I always, always wondered, you know, how could that be a young girl, a lady, you know, 
dancing in the streets with with the challenges and and all of who knows what the other dancers were thinking but she made it a community they love her to death and she was known as one of the best dancers um not i'm not sure necessarily if it was on lower east side only but um you're good you're okay yeah i'm good okay yeah 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 so so I'm not sure if the next segment be, uh, talks about that, but was that a challenge for you to be the only female girl, or were you the, you were not the only female girl? Dancer, well, I right? was not. No, I would never say I was the only female. No, there was plenty of females out there, except that I was. I, I consider myself one of those daring de uh, dancers that didn't care what the guys were doing. I was wind up doing just as much as they were doing. Okay. You know, so it was just more, I was such a tomboy back then, and everybody knows that. I was only more for the dance floor. So to be honest, the way I see the women dancing today, I didn't see it back then because when you're dancing, you're not really, yes, you're learning from everybody else, but at that time, it wasn't more like, oh, I want to dance like her. When I just, it was just more like, let me be free. Right. It was it was my escape from wherever I wanted to be. So, you know, anybody that knew me back then can tell you that they it was it was hard for them to get me off the dance floor. I just love the dance floor. And and I agree with you because um, it's totally different now. Um, you you see us in our fifties going to your your events, <laughs> and we're we're dancing. We're enjoying the music. We're feeling it. It's a it's a spiritual thing, um, more so than trying to get some somebody's phone number. <laughs> no, true, it is true. Yeah, yeah. So with that said, once I went deep into the nightclub scene, because I I try to dig, and then she loosened up a little bit more. Now she's gonna talk about the people that she actually listened to. Um, while she was dancing and how that influenced her to to be, become who she is today. When I became a DJ, we, if they were starting um, more the online, it was more online streaming mm -hmm. when I started becoming, when I became a DJ. It was, we were in that time, that okay. time frame. Where, really? Yes, online had just became... Uh, popular uh, streaming was popular. Really? Yeah, I was on. A, I was on a show called Pre Party Radio. Okay. For seven years. Wow. Um, and before I got onto Pre Party Radio, I was given the opportunity to play for the first time online on a show called Face the Bass. Okay. Which right now is called Face the Bass Records online. Um, face yeah, Face the Bass Records online and. Um, they gave me the, the the first opportunity to play at their location in Jersey. So you had never played at a park party uh, or anything. No, I did a I did an online party. Get out. And and that was great because back then you the numbers I have 45 people in the room okay. for my first day, which was cuz everybody was like I guess very happy for me. I'm Yeah. And, and I felt the love and from that point on and then um, I was given the opportunity to play at um, Von King Park in okay, Brooklyn. Okay, okay. 
I've been uh, there. Raz gave me that opportunity. Uh, he was actually, that was actually the, no, was that the first outdoor? Because I saw your dancing. It might have been the second one. Photo. Because there's another one that I did at another park. Oh, man. Ooh. Bad memory. It's okay. But you can, you can go back to the online Yeah, the segment. online. So how, how did they find out about you? Because... Because of me as a dancer, I met a, I know a lot of people. Oh, okay. As a dancer, I've met many people. So when they found that I was becoming a DJ or I was getting a DJ, you always have curiosity. Curiosity is one of the main keys in the world we live in. Right. To see how good a person is or not. Right. It's just, it is what it is. And for me to take that step, I felt good about myself that I was able to say I can do it. But it's not an easy thing to do. But when you're looking at curiosity, uh, I was... And you would say it's not easy, an easy thing to do because of the people who were on the leadership role, like, you know, it was not predominantly men. Well, you don't, not only the leadership, because at the very beginning, it was more like this is a man's world as a DJ. Of course. Because I really didn't see many, as a dancer, I never had the opportunity to hear a female DJ. I was more into the more dominated man. And then that's just, you follow the crowd, you're, you're young, you follow the crowd, and the music just stuck with me. I just stuck with certain right. things, certain people. Even when I went to after after hours, it was just different music, different people, different places. Right. Because it does not apply for everybody. So I was a very universal person, very universal. I was able to go to different parties. And so... So with the being online and knowing that my inspirational people will be listening and then you have people that just want to hear you to see where you are, it was mind-boggling and nervous because they're not really in front of you, but you know they are because online was the World Wide Web. Right. Anybody can hear you. You just don't know who. Who. So I was always concerned about that. Like, you never know who's watching, who's listening. Watch what the hell you do. Watch what you say. Watch what you play. So I was very, very. I'm gonna. I've been an observant person for since I was a dancer because I used to observe the other dancers, right? And and look and see what was more the trendy, the trendiness because we learn from each other. I don't just come on the dance floor and say, hey, this is the. No, we learn from each other because everything has something. Right. Right. You know, I was a, I was into gymnastics. I was into martial arts. So I had a little bit of flow of everything right. when it comes to stretching and all that stuff. So the same thing with the DJ world. I took what I was able to learn from others and implement them towards me, but in the way I would express right. how they do things. So, and it was a tough ride because not every, not every set I did was perfect, you know? But as I played so much that I was so determined to learn that anybody that you may ask that may know me from back then, they'll tell you I was on a lot of radio stations. I played for a lot of people so that I can get to meet people, learn different genres of music. Right. You know, I mean, it's amazing what the World Wide Web can do for you. And I took all of that stuff and I took it really, really personal for me. Because I'm like, 
this is my only way to keep in touch with my musical world. Right. Because I can't dance the way I used to. So I'm that energy and, you know, and that was just one part. But then, you know, after the years went by and I had a heart attack, that's another thing. But, you know, that just happened two years ago. So, you know, you get pulled back, you go forward, you get pulled back. But I always kept it going. And when, let, when, you, when you're playing and you see people, have you seen a, a curly girl out there doing the moves? Like oh, yeah, man. There's a couple out there. Isn't that, isn't it is that fucking, excuse my language. No, it's okay. <laughs> you can block that bleep, 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 bleep. Um, today now, I am so honored to see the women that are doing their thing. I, I, I'm, I'm like flabbergasted because you never, if you're not really looking, you don't see. Right. But now that I pull back and I'm the DJ looking at the dance floor. And even when I'm not DJing and I'm on the dance floor and I see the the younger generation or just some certain people doing stuff that I would be doing today, because I still do my handstands. Right. <laughs> I still do a split. I still all do all of that, but I just don't do it because of my health. There's certain things that I just don't have to overdo no Right. You know, but when I get into it, you know. But to see the women now or the girls, and then I... The young ladies, the ladies yeah. because that's what they are. They're young ladies rocking the floor, just just as good as a man. And I, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm... And she is happy. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. So, so recently, um, how how do you feel going now that after COVID? Like, did you? Did you have a hard time or was it okay for you? Because you have your initial experience in the beginning was online, you know, and you did it for seven years. That's remarkable. Well, with the with, with, with everything that was going on and especially, like I said, everything was online. And then with, you know, with, and uh, it's kind of like pushing forward because, you know, COVID just happened, but in between, not COVID beginning and getting to that point. I mean, it's a it's a rocky road for a lot of us, or you know, because you still get blockage somehow. I mean, it's it's everything and anything you do in life. Right. It's just not the DJ world. It's just living in general. Just being a person is a challenge. Because we are all dealing individually with different stuff. However, I was just grateful to say that there was plenty of individuals that patted me on the back and really continue to say, yo, do it. You could do it. You know, don't give up. Because in most cases, they say, oh, you're going to be a DJ, and then you give it up in a couple of years or whatever. And I'm right. like, you know, I need my outlet. You know me, I'm a people person. I like to socialize with my friends. So if I can keep in touch with them, then, and you know what? I, I've been inspired to just to continue to do more and and I'm going to continue to do more. That's all I can do. I mean, I'm just grateful. For and you're doing people. it. You're doing it. And and, yeah. and the next couple of segments, you, we're going to get into that. Um, that transition of, you know, knowing that you would not be able to dance like you want to, um, but you still do, like, internally. And, and 
here in this segment, you talk about how that transition um, made you who you are today because, and how grateful you are, you are that you're still able to connect, not, not being able to dance, but you connect, you still connect it. You know, like without the music, there is no dancing. Um, pretty much in some sort sense, of, kind of you know, yeah. When we think um, about it, let's just say we didn't have no music, period. We'll be right. isolated individuals that will not be able to. I mean, music is powerful. Very. It comes, it comes a very long way, way before I came along, way before you came, our parents. Music has always been the source of something or someone. So without music, I don't know what I would do. I, I really. I know. I know the feeling. So here's the segment where you talk about that transition. So tell me a little bit about, so you were on the dance floor. Tell me like what, what DJs were out there and how did, how did you from the dance floor go to like DJing? Like who, who was out there that you can shout out today that's still around? Maybe. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, that you're absolutely right because so many people have has left us. I mean, Frankie Knuckles, I mean, he was he an was amazing guy. Um, but my growing up, listening to music, being, becoming the dancer that I, you know, you had, um, well, we'll start off with, like, the Gotham West, which are DJs that we have now, DJ Debo. Right. You know, you have uh, Kenny Carpenter. You have uh, John Mateo, which he was young at the time, but, you know, these are DJs that I, I grew up with, or Louis Vega, I've, I've seen him since I was, I've been paying attention to Louis since I was, uh, i say, 15, 16 years old. Uh, you have, uh, I did mention Kenny Carpenter, you have David Mancuso, you have uh, Ted pa Ted, Teddy Patterson, and you have... Let me just let me just go back. Let me just hit some names. This has been a while. And my memory is shot. And they were all um, house music. Like well, back then it wasn't really like a. Me personally, I never called it any genre. Right. It was just something that music that inspired me to move. To move. It wasn't. Yeah, of course we had the freestyle genre. You know, mm -hmm. generation. We have. You know, we have all of those, but. To me, then, as a dancer, it wasn't like, oh, I'm listening to house, I'm that. It was just the style that I brought me into, or whatever it put me into. And, you know, it was it was an inspirational... As a dancer, you can't even explain. There's no explanations. It's just what comes out of you. What, yeah. what comes out of you at the moment, you know? Um, now, as a DJ, becoming the DJ that I am today... Well, the reason why is because I wind up with a tumor in my leg that was nine and a half inches long and four and a half inches wow. wide. And they had to remove my quad muscle, which is pretty, pretty tough because it was literally the length of my leg. So, and it was going upward. So they had to take it out and that's what stopped me from dancing. Um, Getting back into the DJ world after a couple of years of not dancing and 
in a little hibernation mode, you want to call it. Um, I wind up back on the boardwalk one day and I bump into one of my dear friends who's a dear friend to me today. His name is Gino3 and George, they're dancers. And I bumped into them and they were dancing and next thing you know, I wind up back into the dance mode. Um, 1989, 1991, my daughter was not born in 92. Then I wind up uh, working with the Department of Homeless Services. I wind up taking like a 16 year gap. Wow. From, from 91, from 91 all the way to 2006, 2005, you know, with work and changing I, I was like literally outside of the music world or whatever until I wind up bumping into them and then my whole life changed all over again it was like well you got a whole new chapter in your life you know I, I wind up uh, not working after that um, and then I'm here this is where I'm at but it's been tough it's been very interesting ride not it's not as easy as people make you know it is not easy because not being able to dance when dance is everything for you and it's what keeps you you know motivated inspired and 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 for the love of music you know i can only i can only imagine you know i can't even yeah, I mean, you know, I even when I'm listening to to it, I mean, of course, I've missed out on so many names. You, you know, when you're under pressure, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure well, here. You know, there was no pressure. I'm only kidding, but you know, I, I, it's just so mind-boggling because there's so much I'm missing. There is a lot of stuff that I'm missing, and you know what? There's so many people that fulfill those missing gaps. Because there's things that I don't remember, to be honest, what I do on the dance floor. And I got people who come up to me like, oh, my God, I can remember when you was this. Well, we couldn't get you off the dance floor. And <laughs> Lady Dahlia, she was like, oh, girl, you was all over the place. Like, these are people that know my journey. They really know where I come from. You know what I mean? Right. So just to hear and to know that all these DJs, I mean, and I missed out on Larry the band. And there was just, it was just something about the music that just kept me centered somewhere. You know what I mean? It's just like this guiding light, you know? Because sometimes some music will take you to a different aspect. However, I'm just grateful for the music that was instilled in me. Right. You know? And when you were doing those real things, like life things, like work and family, did you, were you still listening to music? Is that something that you just um, You know what? I was in and out of okay. music. Um, and I would have to probably say no. I wasn't really listening to too much music, but I was, you know. Okay. I would still have my own set of music at work to listen to, to calm me down or whatever. But I had def definitely dedicated my the 16 and a half years of, you know, nine to five, do what I gotta do, pay, you know. Right, right. But then things, you know, things just went the other way, and 
And it just, you know, now I have to start from the beginning again. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is where I'm at, you know. And and before we get to the next the next little segment, this segment, I left it right after this one because this is the one thing that a lot of people may want to know, first and foremost, how you got your name. Well, so uh, I don't know if you know this, but I've always gotten your name wrong. And people <laughs> people have told me it's that girl curly. And I'm like, yeah, that curly girl, the girl's <laughs> curls. You know what? The sounds of a dancer. Yo, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us how you got that name. Oh, would you really like to know how yes. I got that name? Well, <laughs> he's always he always he always laughs and always thinks back. But I got my name from Danny Crivet. Okay. And nobody knows who Danny Crivet is. Look him up. Seven One Eight Sessions. Okay. I used to have, or I became part of a party called Dat Party. Okay. D A T P A R T Y. Okay. Dat Party. And when I became a member that wind up becoming partners with them, I used to be their promoter. Oh. And look at you. When I would promote their parties, I would give out flyers. Uh-huh. And it was a party for a Dat Party. Oh. D A T. D A T. Got it. So then one day, giving out flyers, I gave a flyer out to Danny Crivet. And Danny Crivet was like, oh, I'm not calling you, I'm not calling you Curly no more. I'm calling you that girl. I'm calling you that girl because every time I turn around, I will give him a party for that party. Uh. So I was like, oh. So when I became a DJ and everybody was interested in knowing what was I going to call myself, because of course when I became a DJ, it was like, oh boy, here comes Curly. <laughs> what is she gonna call herself? What's gonna be her name? Because it's you know it's a process. It's not you don't just become a DJ. You, there's a whole process to everything you do to give of yourself course. a title. Of and before I gave myself a title, I said let me learn the craft first, and then come you know. So sure enough, I was like I'm gonna call myself DJ That Girl, DJ That Girl Curly, oh, because okay. it just fit. It just fit. Because I had a party called that party, and now you got a girl that's called DJ That Girl. So that's where I got it. Okay. So you crazy. you will, I apologize in advance for all the times that I got your name oh, wrong. Oh, please come on. I, I, people still calling me Girly Girl, Curly Girl, or That Girl, or DJ Curly. They'll just, but you know what? It comes from love. Yes. Yeah. It definitely comes from love. For all the time I got in it wrong. <laughs> you know, and, and did you have curls? Are you a curly oh, person? Oh, yeah, no, everybody knew I always had curls. Okay. And I, I was always had curly hair. And and it's funny because of the way I used to curl my body as a dancer. Because I used to do these back bends that would I would literally like go through my legs and flip over. And so I used to curl myself. So they used to call me curly. So I just stuck with the Got game it. for many, many years. That makes more sense. Yes. <laughs> now that some people call me straight or they'll call me Brady or because now it's like I barely, <laughs> I barely have my curls out. <laughs> and and one of the things that I truly 100% admire about you is your attention to detail. Um, and that's something that I'm learning. I learned from you um, in the couple of days that we've met from 
the time we were in South Carolina to now, you have the ability to look at something, observe it, and pay attention to the details. And I, I admire that about you. And one of the things you had mentioned in conversation in South Carolina is the quality of sound. And this next segment, you talk about that. And I think it's very important for everyone who's listening to pay attention because this is something that not many DJs would do. And this is something that specifically female DJs will never do. And we need to find out and do more research whether to know if you're the only one that does it. So here's. Oh, I doubt it very much because there's a couple out there. Okay. Okay. Well, we need to know that. We need to know that. So here's the segment, put the needle on the record. (laughs) So you actually mentioned that you build your own speakers. Welcome. Let me tell you something. (laughs) With the people that taught me how to which, you know, I really have not given them credit yet, um, which I should be. Um, It all started with my ex-boyfriend, who was a DJ, and um, through through friends that I met, they were the ones who actually inspired me even more or teaching me what was right from wrong when it came to DJing. So, and of course, uh, one of them is Ace House Nation. And you have Ace, you have Chino 3, you have Elvin Reyes, down to, you know, Louis. These people have really influenced me, not only to play music, but to learn the quality of sound that you're playing with. Because a lot of people don't really when they go to a club, some of them, and I, you know, I, I really can't say all of them, but I know in certain clubs, some of them just go to just to hear some music, but then I really listen to the quality of the music. Right. Then you got the dancers that are really listening to the music because they want to dance, and the quality of the sound has to move their feet. So anyway, with Ace and them, as I learn how to play turntables and put the needle on the record, as they say, because. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm backwards when it comes to that. I was doing CDs first and then Then vinyl. vinyl. But because my brother always had vinyl, I knew what vinyl was. But you you don't know until you really listen and they tell you put the needle on the record and pay attention to what's coming out those speakers. Because when you hear somebody singing, you want to hear the vocals. You want to make sure you hear the words. Sometimes there's songs where you hear and like, what is she saying? Yeah. Like, what's the worst? You have mentioned the analog versus digital. Right. Yeah. So analog and digital is two different things and depends on what type of uh, files you're listening to. So me, the tomboy that I am, because everybody knows I'm a tomboy, I was so eager to learn about analog because it was so interesting how music was divided into the realms that we listen to music. And as a dancer, it was important to me because, like I said, even when Louis and Kenny Carpenter or David Matt, it was just the way they they played a song and how the song would come out and it would make you, like your energy and your spirit just would just mix. So I decided to learn how to build my own uh, double 15s, 
JBL double fifteens, which I I still have, I still use, and they're still working. And but it's amazing because um, I can set up equipment, take it apart. You know, I know all the wires that come in and out. I think it's important, you know, as a, as a DJ um, to know you your learn, equipment. You learn your equipment. You learn what what's in front of you that you so you don't feel uncomfortable. Yes, in the beginning, I didn't know what certain buttons were, you know, but that's that's your teaching process. So what I did was I learned analog. So I have like the whole five-way system, you know, and I can't do any better than that. That I'm a critical thinker. I'm a critical listener now. Like I find myself if I if I find myself in a distorted area, I'm covering my ears. Or if it's just not sounding right, I'm frustrated, I can't dance. So I think quality of music is what makes the person move. That says a lot. It's, it's, I, I don't know anybody that can tell me anything different. I, I, I just don't, I don't, you know, I. it was really instilled in me and it's very important. You know, because you as a person supplying the sound and you want somebody to really dance comfortable, then you want to give them something good to hear or right. the right way to hear it. Just like Absolutely. just like vinyl. Vinyl's pure, you know, you can't you can't get any better than vinyl. I mean, I honestly sometimes feel I had I wish I had the muscles or the 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 some stuff to just to carry my some of the records that I have and just go play them. But you know, it's I can't speak for that time frame. I can see it because as now that I'm the collector of records, right? And then I say, well, wow, these people used to carry these crates back and forth, up and down. They, I mean, there was still one DJ in the Low East Side who probably still has the same crate of records that he played thirty years ago. Wow, you know, and you know, and some of these records are so hard to find. You don't find these records very much. So, you know, it's it's amazing what you know you learn. It's important. And and you have exposed yourself not enough <laughs> for us to know that background part of you. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not a well, you uh, know what? Uh, DJs don't usually walk around with a bio yeah. on their back, and yeah. you don't really know. <laughs> However, if you know, if you know them, or you know somebody that knows them, right. some people will give the correct information opposed to the negative information. But you know what? All of us have a story. Every DJ has a story of Absolutely. why they became what they are today. Whoever it is. At the end of the day, I'm just grateful that I applied myself accordingly because it's just not that simple. You just don't throw yourself at something and not understand it or because you're going to get confused. Or, but you know what? Everybody's different thinking process or absorbing process is not as fast as others. It's not. Right. But it is a process. I totally agree. I remember learning how to type in the typewriter. <laughs> exactly. You know, as a, 
as a secretary, you're doing 50, 60, and you got people that are doing 90 words a minute. Like, everything is a process. Ain't nothing that simple. 135 words a minute here. All right, I'm crazy. I'm not. <laughs> but I, I get tongue twisted. I don't even talk that fast. But yeah, no, it's all right. <laughs> so this this um last segment, um, there's still more, but this one is the last one with the most important part of your transition, and it it asks the question is why? How did you get to where you're at now? And um. Pretty interesting. <laughs> has to do with music, but I'm just one of those multiple personality disorders. <laughs> <laughs> listen, that's what I call it. I call it that. Listen, no, it's not even a disorder. It's like, it's just normal. And I wish people would not, you know, categorize talented people who are multi-talented in that way. Yeah. One thing, but it's you know, it's a. It comes with every any territory yep. you go into. You know, yep. somebody always is gonna want to be better, which is fine, because that's what pushes you. <laughs> that's what makes you go forward. Motivation, right? But the motivation and to knock people down—that's two different things. And who does motivate you when you wake up in the morning and get up on your bike and good morning, good morning? I love it. You know what? <laughs> One day. I was told that I would talk about God more than I used to. Really? Yeah. And I actually do now. I actually, and he is my motivator. Because you know what? Having a quadruple bypass is not a game. That is your whole, for me. I can't, I'm only talking for me because I'm the one that had the heart attack. I'm the one that had the stents. And I'm the one that went through the surgery. And to see myself deteriorate the way I was deteriorating and not knowing what was the situation because that's how, exactly what it was. I didn't know I had a heart problem. And I was going to a doctor very frequently. And then to survive that heart attack and to live here to tell the truth, yeah, every day I wake up, it's God. God, and then to see my mom, it's... It's a lot because my mom is everything to me. So now it's just like she's a cutie pie. Some of, some of the things that are happening now, I don't even miss it because yeah, I got time with my mom. So, but in the interim of all of it, I do so many things. I do as much as I possibly can as long as I'm busy and it's positive and it's, I'm not taken away from anyone. Right then I, I just keep it moving. So how many children do you have? You have I one have daughter? two children. My daughter's 29 and my son is 35. Okay. And I have eight grandchildren. Wow. Eight four grandchildren. and four or is it? Uh, five and three. Wow. Five and, th well, actually, eight plus three additional because my son is remarried. Okay. Three, so it's 11 grandchildren. Wow. And if you was to count, it's uh, seven and four. Yeah, I think it's seven and, seven, no, six and five. Six and five, okay. six boys and five girls, and my oldest is twenty-one. That's a big family. I, I had I had my son when I was like fifteen years old. Okay. So that tells you, like, I took a break in between, you know, being in the clubs, getting into the clubs, and, and then starting with my family, okay. and then then working, and then coming right back into it, and here I am. So, but you know, I get to enjoy all these generations. 
my kid, my life, my kid's life, my grandkids' life. Yep. Your mom's and so my mom's life. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm, yo, I'm on a roll right now. You're on a tootsie roll. Tootsie roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And and that I'm message. Before, before I say anything else, my mom. Oh, hi, mom. And she just uh, she's paying attention to everything I'm doing right now. So did you tell her I'm Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> she just the, knows the that Spanish I'm, version. She I'm knows that I'm and she's like looking at me like, uh, "What's going on in the living room, in the kitchen over there?" But uh, I'm sorry about that. But thank you though. I, I that's very touching that that segment right there. Thank you very much. I your mom that. is everything. Your family is everything. And that's Listen, first and foremost the most important thing. People don't, even, people don't even get it. They don't even get it. They'll never understand. But I am sure there is somebody else just like me out there that understands exactly what's going on. And, you know, some of us are just not just uh, handed the silver spoon. We just got to deal with what we have to deal with. That's true. So the next 50,000 clips <laughs> are shout out from your friends and family, a message to you, and you're going to start crying. You know, <laughs> I'm worried about it. <laughs> so the first one, um, and I did it, you know, I try to do a, a, a friend, a, a person in the industry, a friend, a person in the industry. So that um, people can can grasp the the concept of I want you to know what people see from you when they when you play and when you dance and and their thoughts and and not one person had anything negative to say about you and that's awesome that's amazing um, I almost started to cry on one of them so I was like all right but here we go. So tell me your name. My name is Ingracia Alvarado, a.k.a. Grace, a.k.a. Negra. <laughs> Hi, Negra. Hi. How you doing, ma? So tell me, what's up with DJ Curly? Oh, DJ Curly, that's my girl, FBR DJ. That's where I met her at. And I have a lot of love for her, a lot of love. I love the way she be playing. She had a sweet heart. You know, she got time for a lot of, for herself and others. And she got a handful of stuff in her life. You know, I appreciate women like that. You know, I honor other women too, you understand? I'm a woman myself. And she loves music, she plays good music. And I follow her and I follow other DJs also, other women DJs like her. And I'm, I'm grateful to meet her and she's in my life today. She's part of my life. Loving when someone raised you and you look 
have the them, and you grown, and you have your mother alive, she's doing what she's supposed to do, taking care of her mom. I gave her A plus, double plus on that one. God bless her for that one. Santo. Santo, so how do you know Curly? I know Curly from the park over here. She's uh, come over here to visit, and I, I always help her out, you know, bring her equipment. And she's doing a good girl, because good, good friends in the neighborhood, we take care of the neighborhood and everything like that. That's what, uh, that's what she needs. She's a good girl and good money and good party. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly is it that you like about her music? Exactly what it's like. The beat? Yeah, the beat. Okay. The beat, the sound. Uh, she has a certain way to uh, her music turn people. So, you know, she sees the people and, and she knows what kind of music she's going to put in. So, are you traditionally, uh, uh, do you traditionally listen to this music? How do you think? Yes. Okay. I listen to everything. I listen to everything. Okay. So, what message would you tell Curly today that, you know, you see her grow? How long Mason, like seven years. Seven, okay. That's a long time. Yeah. And, and how, how have you seen her progress from seven years ago to now? The rest, much better. Really? Much better. Okay. Now she's getting more gigs and everything like that. She's getting a real band. Okay. So, you know, she's getting more gigs now. So. Is there a personal message you want to give to her today? Nancy, Carly, just keep doing what you're doing. Curly, just keep doing what you're doing. Words of Tonto. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I mean, that, there's more. <laughs> more important, there's more. So the next message is eight minutes long. So if you have to do something, go ahead and do it. But it's a person that you mentioned in the previous segment. And you probably didn't want to know what he said, but he had only but good things to say about you. You can just tell me a little bit about DJ Curly, how you met. Well, we met through a mutual friend. Okay. He was just here a little while ago. His name is Chino. Okay. We got Chino 3. Chino 3. Yeah. We, we, I met Curly at a party. It was called That Party. Yes. At that okay. party. I've never been to them. But I was involved. I was invited by her ex-boyfriend Drew Tiz, who's also another DJ, okay. producer, great friend of mine, and he introduced me to Curly. Although I've seen Curly, because I'm from the Lower East Side myself, so I've seen Curly forever. You're not Danny. No, I'm not Danny. So um, I've always seen her dancing, love the way she danced, but never knew her. And to one day, I went to Sixth Avenue, Fourteenth Street, at that party on the second floor, and she, her, it was her and her sister working the front. Taking in the money as she come in, so I pay. I pay. I pay. My, I pay and I met her. And at the time, she was going out with my friend. Like I said, she was going out with my friend Drew Tears, who introduced me to her. That's how I met Curly. And then we started hanging out, going places, and to the club together a lot. And then we started doing other events with a friend of mine, named Hector House Nation, who was the founder of House Nation Party. And we did this back in the early '80s. We do parties everywhere. And I tell you, these House Nation parties were the party to go. Be part of New York City. Okay. And um and we used to be in cut with a lot, man. And I to be honest, I was the one who taught her how to play. Really? Okay. She, she always I'm like I said before, she's a great dancer. Always been a great dancer. 
just kind of felt that she could play music. And I told her, I told her, I told her seriously, you want to play music? Do you really feel that in your heart? Do you really feel it here? Do you really feel that you can do this? She goes, yeah, I can do it. I know I can feel it. I said, all right, no problem. Let's get it done. This is how it's done. This is the pitch control. This is the beat per minute. This is what you're going to look for. This is when you're going to come in, come out, out of the mix. And she was doing pretty good. And she got better and better. But she practically kept practicing at my mom's house. I'll never bring my equipment. She got really good. And then we started playing on this on a website called Free Party Radio many years ago. Right. I'm not sure if you remember she, that one. She told me about she told me Free Party Radio. And she had her own show. Okay. The Sounds of a Dancer. And I had my own show. It was called The Cookie Jar, of course. Right. And she, every Wednesday she'll get on and she'll have a massive crowd. Because she was that good. She was getting really well. Right. And of course, I will be her the music. You know, I give a lot of music so she can go out and do her thing. But then get to the point where she goes, Ace.
It's just like when you go into a studio and you're working on a track. You're singing it and you're studying it. And they say, okay, that, 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 that's how you, let's change that. Let's add this. Let's, let's bring it up a notch. And I bring them up. And, so and, you actually become a producer at this point when you're mixing it like that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And when you know, when you, when you know notes of uh, the notes of a music, you can blend in two records that has the same note and make them sound like one and make it sound beautiful. And it, and it becomes amazing. And you become that better DJ, amazing DJ. I've always told her, explore, 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 explore. Practice, practice every day. Every day practice, explore, do something different. Don't do the same thing other people are doing. Be your own, be yourself. Create your own mixes. Go crazy, it doesn't matter. If it, sound, if it don't sound good, fine, stop it. Put a record in there. Until you get something. And when you get something, remember that's what you got. So That's how, how I was. <laughs> Nobody well, taught me how to DJ. How long have you have you been DJing? I've been DJing since I was 14 years old. And you don't want to say how long that is? Uh, I don't know, over 30 years. I'm, I'm, I'm 55 now. Okay, alright. So I'm like, it's a, it's a long time. Yeah, I'm 51. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind saying my age. I'm 55. Yeah, okay. I'm happy. Strong still. Hell yeah. I feel good. <laughs> and um, I've been playing since I was 14. That was crazy. I mean, <laughs> yo, he so was this, something else. Though I gotta say, he was very patient, very persistent, very both vocal about the way I mix. He was very particular about it. You know, he was, and I and I have to say that I really, really appreciated that. Even though I argued with him so many times, and no, I got this, and because I, you know, you. You, you have to take the wheel eventually, like, and say, this is my realm now. I'm driving. I got my license and registration. <laughs> but meanwhile, he was still trying to tell me, no, you're wrong. Or, you know, he'll, he'll even, like, push my arm away from the record and say, yo, do that again. You know, mix it again or find, find it. Like, so, you know, but he was absolutely right about everything he said. I was sweating. I was actually at 
And I could I could pretty much remember I was at Elvin Reyes's home. And Steve Martinez and the Martinez brothers were there. So it was just crazy when they was like, yeah, put the needle on the record. Meanwhile, you got all these people behind you. And I'm really <laughs> drenched from the back. Like, yo, and it was like, calm down. It's just, an, uh, no. Because, you know, you hear stories about how much some needles cost. You just don't take any needle and you just put it on a record. Because especially if they're like $1,000 needles, you know. So I was very particular because I'm dealing with people with analog and this great system and beautiful turntables. And so, yeah, I, 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 I will never forget those moments. Never. This next person um, is dear to you, very close. And his message almost made me cry because I think he's a wonderful person. Um, but, you know, I, I learned a lot by asking other DJs about DJs, you know, because I'm not a DJ. I'm not trying to be a DJ. Um, and I thought it was really interesting, the conversations and the responses. Uh, so this one in particular is a general statement. So I don't want anyone, you know, to think that this is targeted to anyone in particular. I don't want anyone to think that this, this is a general statement from experienced DJs versus the new incoming new DJs. And it's just a general statement, okay? So here we go. She's music oriented, you know, from the first time I met her. So, it was, it's difficult for me. I don't want to say just three words. I just want to say about her. It's difficult for me because, you know, I left the scene like, like 25 years and I came back. And not many doors were opening. You know what I mean? It was Antonio, Curly, and Ace House Nation. They were one of the few that that opened the door and said, I want you to come play with me without even knowing who I was. And that's that's big in my book because you know if you don't know me and we and you want to collaborate with me, you know what I'm saying? You didn't judge me by my cover or nothing like that, but you knew. But once we got together, you know, it was a beautiful thing. And as for Curly, you know, she been in the industry for a minute, you know what I'm saying? And people don't want to respect that, you know what I mean? There's a lot of new DJs coming up in the scene. Was that technology has helped them in such a way. Right. They ain't paid their way, you know what I mean? Like she has, and a lot of old DJs that have been paying their ways. Like, you know, you, you if you come from turntable, you coming from afar. You know what I mean? A lot of these people, these new technology is helping them. I'm not hating. Misunderstand, at the end of the day, you want to make everybody dance. But don't try to block somebody that's been in the game for a minute. You know what I mean? And just because you shining right now, you want to put us on the back burner. I find I got a problem with that. You follow me? So that's all, but she, she opened her doors to me, and I appreciate her every single time. You know what I mean? Yes. Just the person that she is. Just the person that you are. A, a big-hearted person. You have well, four hearts now. <laughs> I really appreciate that, Colm, really. I mean, I, I am just totally humbled by it just a little bit that's here because, you know, inspiration comes a long way. And you know why? It doesn't have to necessarily be another DJ that inspired me. It's just people 
in general that just continue to just motivate me to stay humble and stay real and as real as it gets, you know, I'm just happy that that I have a, a, a rooting crew behind me and I appreciate that. And Thank speaking you. of a rooting crew behind you, this person is a stalker. <laughs> a stalker? Oh boy. It's not who she is, it's what she is. I love the house music she plays. It's all I know is I've been following her around the country. I just came from South Carolina last week. Oh shit, wait, were you with that? Oye, mira, oye, mira, stop stalking me. No, no, so anyway, so, so, um, I like my, my friends, my DJs, and I support everybody, you know? And, 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 and I actually, this year, I want to get out of the city, and if they're here, they're there. I want to go and support them. So that's my and Curly. I told her, I said, you better give me your goddamn schedule. So 9-11, I'll be in Texas, San Antonio with, oh, don't tell me you be there too. Get out, get out. That's it, you know what, that's it. I'm out, bro. I'm talking. No, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Listen, your friends are hilarious. I love them. <laughs> But he was in South Carolina and he did faint from the heat. The heat, because he's the no, comandante. No. Oh man, he's a yo, I, But I he said, it. wherever you will be, I will be there. And I oh. thought that was very important for you to and know. He, and, I got, and, he, and he has every time he is that I'm gonna be somewhere, he's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. You know, I'm like, there's days that people can't make it, and right. there's days that people can, but Carlos made it his business to make it South Carolina, and I was like, you know, he did, and he did, you know, and of course, the people that definitely came out to South Carolina, you know, Dave Thomas, Sandra Dancer, I mean, I'm always gonna, those are things that I guess, and I'm, I have to say, because, you know, it's just uh, so touching when you get people from your own backyard supporting you in far places, and I know that everybody feels good about that. Because it does. It does really feel good. But it's not easy. It really isn't. But I appreciate the people who really do and who has come out from me. Really. I really do. You have great friends and great followers. And you should be proud of that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally overwhelmed right now by it. Because, you know, I'm... People know me. You know, I could, I could be a hardcore... You know, I could be tough when I want to, but when it comes to all of this music, I'm just in, I'm just in, in love with it. And I'm just glad that it, I'm in touching people. I'm touching people from here, from far. You know, and, I get all the messages, you know. And speaking of touching people, <laughs> not in that way, <laughs> but <laughs> this person expressed that because of you, they were almost going to quit DJing. And because of your encouragement to continue doing it, they continued.
back into the music business and DJing and you introduced me to a lot of people which are good friends now and that's how I met her. And what, what is your experience working with her as a DJ and as a female DJ? Oh, like we, we've worked together before and people seem to like our collaborations together. They say we, we mix well together. Okay. She's like a sister to me. Antonio, let me tell you. Great. A, you know, when you, everybody's going to go through meeting people, and not everybody you're going to be able to work with. Because not everybody's workable with, not everybody gets along in certain aspects, because people think differently, and it's fine. And <clears throat> before Ace took hibernation, because Ace, and I, because Ace was one of the first ones who started the party at FDR Drive. And then it went on, and then Ace took hibernation. I just continued to do the parties. And then Antonio came along, and then I started to do Riverbank State Park. And that's when Antonio and I wind up doing a lot of collaborations together. Because I love to collaborate with people. It's not just about me doing a party. I like to have other people. You know, it's just it's it's just more welcoming when you're dealing with more than one. So I've I've always tried to work with other people, but Antonio's has been one of the ones who's been with me for the last several years on most of my uh gigs. And then of course, you know, you have Keith Porter and you know that's that's my backyard buddy. You know, because we do a lot of stuff, you know, with the community. Right. But otherwise, I'm always trying to work with somebody. Now, the question is working with me. I don't know. Some people just go. But yeah. I'm I'm okay. I'm just happy that. You're workable. I, I know I am. But I'm you just are. saying, you know, in general, you know, I'm very flexible. I'm, 
I'm open-minded about everything. I just find myself doing too many things all at once because, you know, sometimes I want to be that, just that DJ where DJ, but I'm not because I'm throwing the party. So now I'm hosting. And then I'm, of course, I'm always cooking. So I want to feed somebody <laughs> and then I'm making something. So I want to sell something. So I'm just like all over the place, but I am just grateful, grateful. And the next, the next shout out is from someone who, you know, got us all happy <laughs> oh, at, the, at the park the other day. Okay. And he had great things to say about you. All right. Bernie, Bernie she deals with a lot of good DJs I know. But I'm from the low one. So being that she's a female artist, I'm going to support her wherever. And she rocks. She rocks. She got a good, she got a good follower, followers, um, followers, you know, good, uh, good network, you know, and, um, How long do you know her for? Probably, like, I know her for five years, but we know each other longer than that, because I'm rock study. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm spider from rock study. One of the big dancers from rock study. But I know many people that know her and love her, and she's awesome. And she's a female, putting, putting in that work. And, and much love to her for that, you know, because women gotta put that work in to show people, hey, double, double the work. That's right, but it's all good, right. you know, because you know what? She don't need to put all that work in no more, cause she already built her, she built that good network of people and the good fans that love her, and we all here for her, all a lot. What's your name again? My name is. They call me Izzy. Israel, but I'm spider from Rock Study Group. Chino, aka Chino, aka Rock yes. Steady. Rock we had a Rock Steady person up at that party. And we're talking about back in the '90s. Um, I used to hang up uh, uptown through Rock Steady. I mean, I was even grateful to even come across a lot of them dan the dancers from Rock Steady. And you know why? It's like I said, I was very universal. So I was able to go anywhere. And when it comes to dancing, you're pretty much universal. Right. Because if you can dance, you're pretty much in there. But then you have other people. But yeah, he definitely rock steady all the way. And God bless him. Man. And yeah, he's been very supportive since he moved to the Lower East Side and we became very close. And, and he knew that I was part of Back then, the dancer, so... And he's always, very handsome. Very handsome, you know, and he does his thing, you know. he He's a survivor just as much, you know. Yes, so I, 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 give him, I give him much love and respect. But thank you, Izzy. I appreciate that. Really. Really do. So this, like, next, <laughs> this, <laughs> this next person um, had a lot of serious stuff to say about you. I don't know how you're going to take it, but let's hear it. Girly. I met her back in like around 95, 96 at the bar. Saw her dancing. Girl, girl can move. Definitely can move. And I seen her grow from being a dancer to now being a DJ. And, you know, my personal opinion, you know, out of all the female DJs out there, she kills it the most for me. You know, and... It's not because I actually know her and that she actually supports my records. Okay, okay. <laughs> that she actually Fair put enough. the time in. She actually put the time in 
and, and learn the craft. You know, to be up there and actually say, hey, fellas, you need to move out the way. You know what I mean? I and there's a lot of dudes out there that are haters that will not ever say that. Um, I'm actually one of them. You know, there's a lot of female DJs that I'm like, hmm, you need to work on it. There's some young cats that are out there. I don't want to say boys, but they're young that need to learn their craft as well. Curly's past that. So, you know, um, it's always been a pleasure to play, you know, side by side with her. Um, she's introduced me to other people that I've never met, you know, guys like Ace and stuff like that, that brought me into a whole different culture. And in, in return, she's also brought my music into a different culture. So, you know, she's been a blessing to me. I've never had an issue, so. And where, where do you see her coming, going from now? Like, do you see her at, at her peak or? think she's gonna go far beyond now or uh, knowing her soul there is no peak okay. she, she's been at it she's been at it okay. so right. you know uh, every DJ will never say that they're good about themselves they'll look at somebody else and say oh my god that that person killed it you know they'll never look at themselves like that so I could see it in herself she loves the music but her skill level she'll never be satisfied with and that's one DJ from another DJ. We're just never satisfied. So, where you hear her now, if you think this is her peak, listen to her next year and the year after that okay. and the year after that. She will definitely progress. All right. Well, thank you. Wow. Jeremiah Santiago. Wow. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, that, you know, that that's very touching. It really is. I mean, he is definitely an inspiring producer with some amazing music. And, you know, the way we met, we met through my ex as well. However, we've always kept in touch. And I've always respected him. And he's always respected my, my, my area, my, you know, he's always been a particular individual that you just have to just get to know because, you know, sometimes features and faces and, you know, you want to pull back. That's why I say you never judge anybody by his cover until you get to know somebody. And Absolutely. when I, got to, I, 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 I finally got to have a conversation with him, like, wow, we finally get to talk. And it's been nothing but pure, pure joy. You know, it's been respectful and you know and i appreciate that because you know why you get i get people that tell me in my ear yo all right don't do that don't do this yo stick on your game and he was always one of them to just keep saying yo keep doing it don't stop and you know what i'm not right now i'm not other things are coming in place so i'm just grateful right now you can't Let's get it. Let's not get it twisted because I am human just like anybody else. Right. I go through my emotional impacts just like anybody else. And there's days where I just want to say F it up. I don't want to deal with this no more. But then I always get this little guardian angel that comes on my shoulder and say, it's, it's, it's not over yet. It stopped. So it's not. And I just keep getting motivated and motivated even more so right now. And you yeah. and with all the stuff that you've been through, really, Curly, 
you like <laughs> you you can't you can't yeah there's a reason why you are where you're at now because you need to continue to share that that love that you have well i will i will hope to to inspire more you know um especially now in these times lately you know it's just yeah. been like i would have to say the pandemic has a lot to do with what's going on in the universe right now because everybody was put on a hold everyone not just everyone mm -hmm. had to put themselves on a hold for a whole year of stuff that they weren't ready for or i wasn't ready for we weren't ready for absolutely and the pandemic had taught me much more of a bonding situation than letting go of a situation because we lost a lot of people and to come out now and everybody's coming out as if now like as if nothing really happened because that's that's just the way the world works you know we just like we 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 do something we go through it and all of a sudden something else comes in and we forgot what happened i can't this pandemic, I will never forget what happened, what has gone through, what the transitions were. And today, to come out and be able to share, some have taken it to a different level of not, every, not even with remorse or anything that ever happened in the pandemic was important. And for us to knock down anyone, not the time, nor the place, and not for a good reason. You know, there's got to be reasons for that. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, it just, it draws me that to see certain things happening right now. All I can say is that I will continue to support and inspire as much as I possibly can. Oh, well, we have we still have two more people, two more messages. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, this ain't no closing. I know, and it's not a closing, <laughs> but it's it's no. It's, I hear what you're saying. I'm, and I'm the message, there's a lesson to everything, and just listening to the people just talk, because I barely go around asking about, hey, what do you feel about me? You know, it's not something you do. But in the same token, it feels good to know that there is some inspiring words out there. And, you know, I just really hope that it just continues to be positive and not negative. That's all. It's going to be. I mean, you have to surround yourself with positive people all the time. Yeah. And, we, and that's as much as we try to, this, you're know. always going to go into an area you're not supposed to be in. Let's put it that way. But it's because you need to learn something in that. And then get yourself and then put yourself right back on track. Because you're always going to get like a sliding detour. Merge, mm -hmm. A merge, like a merging where you merge and then you got to merge right back in. So it's all in the individual, to be honest. So this person, because, um, you know, I like to leave. There's two more. The, the last one is the best, but this person um, had only great things to say. Um, the last 
statement was it for me, but here's. Me and Chino 3 and George, we got history on the dance floor. We definitely got history on the dance floor. I got the scars on my chin to remember the back burn, the back bends that they tried to teach me, and I scraped my, 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 my chin in the process. And you know what, Chino? I mean, Chino 3 and I, and like many others, have been through the trials and tribulations of life. And we are still here to stand by it. And you know what? Yo, Chino 3, you got to see him dance, though. Because you know, even at his age, he's still doing it. But I appreciate him so much. So thank you, Chino. Really, from the bottom of my heart. Elias all the way. Thank you so much. Really. Touching. Thank you. Yeah. I owe you one, Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me nothing, young lady. Listen, I learned from you. I don't know, but you know, I really am grateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to keep the tears up. Like, hold on. I'm trying to keep it up because yeah, it's it's a touching subject. It's touching. Thank you. I know. So this last person, listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. <laughs> That's my sweetheart. Love Linda. Linda and, and, and you kept asking her, did she come and interview you? Did she come? Did she come to talk to you? <laughs> and I think Linda wanted me to do it earlier than later because she really wanted to go home. But here's your beautiful Linda. So your name is Linda. How long have you known um early? Eleven years. Eleven years. So you were you a dancer also? Or you just followed her? I just followed her. Well we live close by. See this? 
because I moved over here. Okay. Well, he lived, he lived in the building. We're together 10 years. Okay. No, we're going to be together 13 years in September. And he lived in the building before I lived. Okay. We're together 13 years, but we live in separate apartments. Okay. I'm smart. No, I know you are. The same four, three doors away. So, so you know Curly by her music. Well, as a female DJ, were you surprised? Surprised what? That she's a female DJ and how she plays. She knows how good she is. <laughs> I never, you know me. I mean, people know I, I have. I just enjoy what I do. Um, I know, and I love Linda. She, I mean, when I met them, they were so opening. Because you know, I would go in the when I when I started doing East River Park. It's like I have a conversation. Say, hey, I'm having a party in the park. Hi, how are you? I'm having a party in the park. Hi, hey, I'm I'm a DJ. I'm having a party in the park. And Linda and Tonto were always from the bottom of my heart. They have been there since day one. And I just admire them. They're always very supportive. And, you know, you know, it's hard to find people that way, you know. But I love you guys. Thank you. Really. I really, everybody. You know, even for those that don't even talk loud enough to, for people to hear, I know who you are, and I appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart. You know, it's a tough job out there, and, you know, you're going to get hit in certain places where you think, you know, or you're going to be shocked by certain people's attitudes and thoughts and theories. Right. The only thing I can tell you guys or ladies, if you know, keep your head up. Don't allow anybody to knock you down. And, um, you know, just be very observant because you learn from others. You really do. You know, I, I didn't learn DJing by myself. You know, I'm an observer. I've gotten top names that hit me up and tell me, you know, you pay attention. And then you learn and you take it from there. But it's really on the individual, you know, so you can't force anybody. But. All I know is that I'm in a journey that I'm enjoying. And I told everybody from day one, if you go back to my MySpace, <laughs> which is where, you know, we had MySpace. Ooh, she took it to MySpace. I was like, listen, I'm going to do a journey, whether it be good, bad, ugly, you know, you're going to see it. Because this, you know, without that, you're never going to balance out anyway, because there's no such thing as just all good. 
because there's some bad that balances out. But um, I'm grateful. I'm just grateful. I really am. And I'm grateful for this opportunity to get to speak about myself and some people to get to know me better. You know, and I'm looking forward to more and better things, you know. I really am. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, I think you're awesome. I thank you for teaching me a lot about this industry, um, the difficulties, you know, especially as a woman. Um, Salty Coffee is a podcast to empower each other. And it it has to be all positive in, on this podcast. It has to be. Yeah, no, you know why? Because, like I said, not everything is positive. And we right. want to remain positive. But, you know, we just have to balance out. It's all about balancing out. Because right. I am not perfect. I am not a saint. Mm-hmm. But I am just grateful for just being me and everybody that has been very supportive towards me, you know, for whatever reason, you know. And some of us may not think differently, but I am just grateful that we haven't become like, it hasn't been like, a, 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 I, don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, but I'm just grateful that it hasn't gotten too ugly. You know, it's been there's been a pause in between. Right. But I just I'm just grateful and I just want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Really. I say thank you all the time, but I know. I really <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> so I, I also want you to talk a little bit about the East River Park and I'm gonna put a little um if it's closing. What's happening on the East River Park? Okay, well with because of the all right, so for many years, East River has had issues with water when it rises and storms. That in certain places on the Lower East Side, you know, you have areas where the water comes in. And it, so now they want to do like a landfill, like build a wall that's going to kind of like change the climate, the water, how it water, water gets anywhere. However, they want to landfill it. And we don't agree on the landfilling because of that place is it's so nineteen what forties you said fifties nineteen forty one it was built yeah it was built and you know there's so much entailed in roots and you know everybody has something in their neighborhood that just you right. want to keep it pure you want to keep it the way all right maybe some 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 things can be worked on but. You don't have to change the whole park, right? Because and remove it, like they're literally, rem- yeah, they're like literally. They want to landfill it, so that means they take the whole amphitheater right. away. And for like two years, I've been, I've been promoting the party. Like this is gonna our last year. This is our last year, but that's how they keep presenting it to us. And you know, I hate to keep saying it's the last, it's the last, it's the last. But now they're really saying that you know, no more permits after October. After my last permit, um, which is for the Halloween party, and that's it. So supposedly construction starts. Um, so we're really, really trying very hard in um, whatever constructions they can do to upgrade the park, which is grateful, but to change the whole 
we're trying to really fight that. So right now there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on in reference. I'm not more into the politics of it. Right. But because I'm, I'm the local DJ and I've been doing a party there for the last 14 years, I've been emphasizing on how we can try to save the park. But, you know, we can only do but so much. Um, <clears throat> so we have a couple of concerts coming up to, to do that. And I'm grateful that I'm going to be a part of one of them, which is September 3rd, which I'll keep people posted. But September 3rd is a Save the Park Day. We have a concert, some music, myself and uh, John Mateo will be playing some music. Um, but otherwise, we're just going on a day by day basis when it comes to the park and whatever political BS that's going on behind it because it's more like we understand we have to change and make things better but it's just some things you just gotta leave alone you know right. we have 150 year old trees in there we I mean there's a lot of stuff going on and it's not my roots it's other people's roots that that are stuck on that park and we're just hoping that they come to a conclusion of something that's reasonable for all of us, you know, right. to enjoy. But I'm not happy with the fact that they want to take the whole amphitheater out, you know. But we don't know. I wouldn't know, to be honest, what's going to really happen. Okay. Well, we'll definitely help you promote any flyers, any information and sharing information. Um, I will definitely put the information on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, you know, and specifically Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and did I say Radio Public? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. so many, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, know, like, like, there's so many to name. Yeah. But yeah, we're just hoping that some miracle happens, that they don't have to really take the amphitheater out because yeah. it's the rest is just, you know, constructional stuff that they can probably right. fix, you know. Right. Or even build the glass wall if you have to, but don't take, don't have to take the, but you know what, Mother Nature's strong, so we're just hoping right. that, you know, something can be reasonably. And and if not a relocation, you know, within the na same neighborhood. Yeah, that's going to be a yet. hard one. To have I know. <laughs> that we have and. You know, I'm grateful that I work with Riverbank State Park, which is on the west side of town. Mm -hmm. However, I, I still need to represent the Lower East Side, you know, something in my backyard. So I, I'm just going to take it day by day. And hopefully they'll have a, a nice location where it's by the water. I, I know of a location that I would like to do it in, mm -hmm. but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait before yeah. they... um before I could even implement it, but I'm hoping that it's available. But Whatever help we can do, just let us know. Yeah, I'm no depth. You know yeah. me, I'm definitely going to be letting people know. I, I, <laughs> I'm like everywhere. I have a conversation. I'd be like, oh, by the way. <laughs> oh, by the way. I, do I know you do. <laughs> I do that a lot. I mean, it's the only way you're going to get, you know. Things done. Do you have any other <laughs> advice for a newer or an experienced DJ, any any words of wisdom? The only thing from... I can tell you if you're if you're now starting this journey, keep yourself at a positive note. And why I say that is because 
in anything you do in life, you're always going to bump into something that's going to cause you or make you feel that you can't do better. And that shouldn't be a factor. That shouldn't be... You're always... Jealousy... I don't want to call it hate because it shouldn't be a hate word in this. Because it's just more of, of being inspired to do more or but to hate on it, you shouldn't. Because it, it makes no sense. Really, it don't. It don't make no sense. Especially if it's not a if it's not officially affecting you and touching you and doing some harm to you, then there shouldn't be you shouldn't be hating on nobody. Okay, you're probably just admiring. I admire a couple of people out there, but I don't hate. I don't hate. However, what I do hate is when you want to pretend to do something and you're not. And that could be anything you do. Because it doesn't make no sense. It really doesn't. Um, all I could just tell you is just stay positive, be humble. There's always another door to go through. There's not all, do not always think that there's only one door or there's only one opportunity. There isn't. There's many opportunities. There are plenty of space for everybody. Right. You know, it's not just, but the circle is but so big in certain communities, which is house. House is but so big, but it's really, right. there's a lot of opportunity out there. So, Enjoy it all, absorb it, and as long as you're loving it, then everything else will be fine. But if you find yourself in a difficult, then maybe you need to re rethink it. Rethink it. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe something else is for you. But some of us won't know until you really put your foot in it and you're really sticking with it because, you know, not all of us can determine where we want by the first mistake. So whatever you do, give yourself hope and always say to yourself that it's going to get better if you really, really want it. You really and, and, and that message is really for everyone. It is. <laughs> that's it's just cool. not even for DJ. That that's for a general, That's a general. Yeah. That has nothing to do with DJ. It has to do with anything everything. you do. Anything. You'll be dancing, a gymnastics, a basketball player a football player, you're always going to get something that's going to block you or say something or somebody's going to say something. And let me just be clear because word of mouth is very, very powerful. Word of mouth. However, it is not fair that you want to use your word of mouth to make other people feel different about somebody else. That is not right. I don't care who you are because it makes no sense. Anybody's going to take the direction of whatever it is, but please don't knock nobody down. Don't knock it because the, the circle's but so big. It really is. So please watch what you say and who you say it to because it's going to backlash and it's not going to be a happy scenery. So like I said, enjoy everything you could possibly do. You only, you're the only one that puts the pillow on your head at night and you wake up. So please, just uh, just remember, just be humble. Be humble. I love you guys, really. We, I will. Okay. No, we. <laughs> oh 
it's just a touching subject, you know. It really is. It is. It's it is. really I, hard. I can see. I can see it, that you're, it, it affects really you. Yeah. I'm, you know, you learn as you go. You really yeah. do. You learn as you go, and you appreciate the things that come. But it's really sad when you gotta take from someone. You know, don't do that. Don't do it. Just take yours. Do what you gotta do for you. Apply it to you. And right. that's all that matters to you. As long as you're doing you, forget about everybody else. Because if you do that, then you'll be worried about everything. So that's a great lesson for me as a podcaster for anyone who's listening. And I appreciate that from young to old to, you know, Linda's shimmy shimmy on a chair. Yeah, no, we have yeah. a lot to learn from each other. We mm -hmm. really do. We have so much. Some people don't have one part but somebody else has that right. and that's how you make the molding of whatever Absolutely. you're trying to do and there's room for everybody just enjoy each other's company and but you know some of us you know are somewhere else <laughs> so how how did you how did you like the salty coffee experience it was totally amazing i, I <laughs> I, I am totally overwhelmed from all the stuff that you were able to do in such a short time. I've only met you. Yes, you've been following me on my shows, and I know that. But to physically meet you two weeks ago and then to come, this was amazing. And I really, really appreciate all the time you put out for that. Uh, it really, it doesn't, this is, this is another thing that I say, you know, your podcast, you put your efforts in it. You did what you had to do to make your podcast. You understand? Same thing applies for anybody else that's doing anything else. So I am truly, truly humbled and grateful for everything you have done. For and you me. know what I want to say? What? I almost forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but the reason why I was able to do this like this is because you are open you were open you from the beginning i asked you how far do you want to go and you're like I don't, I don't have anything to hide i don't have anything to hide like what people already know me and i was like i love that i love that okay when do we meet well let's go let's do this so i i want to thank you because you've taught me that now my interview process and the getting to know people process is totally changed. It's a totally game changer. You know, these podcasts have to be almost two hours long and not half hour because you can't really tell a person's story in half hour. No. I mean, it would be and like a little two hours and not even two hours. But even you, but you got, you got a lot of the root a lot in, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you did a lot of root connections because at the end of the day, it becomes that root and that's what right. makes you who you are. Right. I am nothing, no one special than anybody else, except that I take my journey and I apply it to me and I enjoy everything I do. And I'm just grateful that people like you and everybody else that are paying attention to this podcast or would eventually listen to this podcast, that it's okay. That whatever you do in life, is gonna be, it's, you're going to have some ins and outs, but to continue to stay humble and right. don't worry about the rest of it because you know what? It doesn't really apply to you. Right. Only if you right. let it. 
Only if you let it apply to you. Absolutely. Curly, thank you. I want to thank you so much for saying yes to Salty Coffee. Thank you. We will be in touch forever um, because that's what we are. Once you do an interview, we're family. Um, we will be doing a lot together outside of, you know, not, nothing in collaboration. Just and I, I want to. You know what? And I truly appreciate because that's another thing. The networking is a, it's important. Right. Networking, you know, we come across each other for a reason. And I appreciate and I just tell everybody that because you. Sometimes we'd be wondering how did we get to a certain a certain situation and why, but there's a reason behind it. We just don't know it. Right. But if you think about it and you're open minded about it, everything can is absolutely is to the world. So I am yeah. grateful to knowing you, meeting you, and looking forward to doing other stuff besides music because you know me, I'm just a did you did you bring any of your items, at least one or something? What do you mean, my shirt? To show your T-shirts, your your no, your pants. No, mom, I'm at my mom's okay. house, so I really okay. Like I'm at I'm at my mom's. If I was home, I would show. But you if you don't know Curly, she creates her own T-shirts. She creates her own masks. She sells uh, CDs. She's I'm food. I'm a. I, I do it all. I, I, do I do it all. My mom taught me a lot of stuff, and and I love your stuff. The reflector, thank stuff, you. I love it. I I appreciate that. Um, you know, I I wish I could do more, but I'm just one person, you know, and I am doing the best that I possibly can. And honestly, if it's not because of the continuous support and push for certain things, because it doesn't take me, it takes me and you. Right. To do this. Right. And you guys have helped me in such a great deal, even with the marketing piece. It was very hard to mm -hmm. get to people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I appreciate everybody that's one share, okay. one share here. It adds up. That's all it takes, too. And you some, know pe some, some people, people don't realize how, how important one share, it, it, can, it can do so much for for everybody, for all of yep. us. And that's why I say it's important what you do, what you say, because right. there's always somebody listening. There's always somebody curious and paying attention. And you know what? I'm just grateful for those people because, right. you know, there's some insights that just don't, you know, don't apply to me. But, right. you know, it is what it is. So it's going to be two hours. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to let it go. Wait, and, and if, if I can kindly just let people yeah. know what's happening this month. Yes. So sure. on um, Friday the 16th, um, myself, Ace House Nation, and Keith Porter, which are, which I have to say, are the three main DJs who has done FDR Drive from the beginning. And we're going to have uh, an outdoor event this Friday from two to nine and I'm looking forward to it. Um, Cause we as a, we as the three DJs have not done that in a minute. Um, so I haven't played with Ace in over three years. Wow. And Keith Porter has been very busy that we haven't really done anything. Like we've done collaborations together, but we haven't. This is the first time that us three together will be doing something. So I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward. Then the 17th, 
I'm honored to be awarded this uh, music award along with uh, six other female DJs and six other female um, male DJs for the collaboration uh, efforts uh, acknowledging the men and the women together. So I'm excited about that, um, that we're going to be together. And then on the 25th, I will be at Far Rockaway. Um, if nobody's, if everybody's, if anybody's interested with myself, DJ Amir, um, and two other DJs with Mark Blake. So I'm looking forward. And also on July 31st, I'll also be back at Far Rockaway. But I, I just want to say thank you. And, you know, I'll keep posting all the stuff on my page. And awesome. I just want to say thank you. Really, I really do. No, thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. Thank you for everything you taught me. I've learned so much in, in what, three weeks we've known each other? Three weeks. Give or take, yep. That's awesome. Almost three weeks, wow. But thank you. And I look forward to more of your Salty podcast. Oh, um, and I'm definitely looking forward to the people that are going to be coming onto this podcast. And uh, good luck. Good luck. And thank you. So on Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, I'm going to add at the end of this episode, the two hours, I'm going to add her music. So she gave me a piece, a set, so you'll be able to listen to her music on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. And here's a little clip. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Rune, Ricky Baker, Proximo Destino, La Galaxia. Le gusta el roce, le gusta tanto Está puesta pa' bellaquear Hablando de eso, ya se lo canto Yo sé que quieres más Y yo no sé, pero tu actitud Me pone a soñar Me pide más y más Hasta que haga Thank you so much, girl. I really, really appreciate it.